Hey guys, Danny here, and on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, I'm going to talk about how to prepare for the new economy. Let's roll the intro. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. Coming to you from a rainy afternoon here in Southern California, which makes everything else worse. We're stuck inside, but it's also pouring rain, so I can't even go out and go for a run. Not like I've been running a lot lately, but to get on my bicycle or ride my motorcycle to the store, take my dog out. But, uh, you know, occasionally we got to have the bad weather in California. We can't always have it be sunny and perfect. Um, I'm sure none of you feel too bad for me right now with the little bit of rain going on. I hope everybody is doing good. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what I think you should be thinking about for the future. And uh, I'm going to give you some ideas on some things that I'm doing to prepare for what this economy could look like when we finally get back to our schools. Um, before I get into that real quickly, um, if you have not gotten your free course, The Seven Levers of the Music Lesson Business, go text MLBA, all lowercase, lowercase MLBA to 81257, and you can get a free course from Music Lesson Business Academy. Also, if you would like to support this show in any way, you can go over to Patreon, become a Patreon supporter there, and get bonus content. I'm going to do one extra podcast a month that's only going to go to you Patreon supporters, and um, there's going to be other bonus content and things like that, such as at the end of this episode, I'm going to go deeper into specifics of some things I'm doing at my school, and that bonus content will only be available on Patreon. Um, real quick, also, we're doing a killer uh, platinum members call on Thursday of this week. So if you are not a platinum member and you think now is a good time for you to get some community among other music school owners and see what we're all talking about and working on for our businesses, it's not too late to join. You can go over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com and join there. Uh, a couple things I'm going to be talking about on the call. Um, I'm going to go through my whole setup for online teaching. I've got a killer rig going, really creating like an amazing uh, lesson experience online. So I'm going to go through that. I'm going to talk about live streaming and some ideas that I have in live streaming technology to monetize that at your school. And I'm also going to show everybody the program I'm using to build a membership site. So lots of cool stuff there. Um, also, today's episode is brought to you by Never Alone Business Services, com. Go over and see Chris and Jen over there. Um, I do my Google AdWords with them. And yes, I am still doing Google AdWords. We shifted. I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, later in the episode here, but I am still advertising and 
Chris from Never Alone Business Services handles all my Google AdWords for me, but they also do website work. They do uh, Facebook ads, SEO stuff. Go over and check those guys out. Mention you heard about it on Music Lesson Business Academy and save a hundred bucks off of any of their services. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Teacher Zone. Scheduling, billing, and online student learning management over at teacherzone.com. All right, let's jump on into today's episode. All right. So it's been a couple of weeks since we all had to go into crazy spin mode and jump through a million hoops, get all of our students set up with online lessons, you know, just everything involved with that. Tons of emails and lots of communication with parents who don't open emails. Um, man, I don't know if you guys experienced that, but the amount of people that clearly have never opened an email I've sent in the last year at my school was kind of alarming. Um, they just like once they needed to finally ask a question or reach out to us to cancel their account or whatever, they just have no idea where to go or what to do. And, you know, that's a story for another day. But, um, you know, we're a couple weeks through that. And, you know, I think all of us had to concentrate on that as our primary function for a week or so to, you know, just keep everybody in check and keep business moving forward the best that we could under those circumstances. Things were changing every day and they, they still are to some extent. But I do feel like we are much more in that groove already of just doing lessons this way. So I think it's important to kind of think about that and think about, you know, what if, you know, this was the reality? What if this is how you did it all the time? And there's an element of that that's kind of exciting, you know, in a certain kind of way. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, you know, and a lot of us, of course, maybe added ex extra things to our school, maybe some free classes or some group classes and things like that, that people could monitor online and provide something for the community while kids are home and have extra time on our hands or their hands. And I think that's good stuff to do. I'm seeing lots of, you know, calls with musicians and free classes and things like that. And Quite honestly, my school, we've been fairly lax in doing those kind of things. We primarily were just getting, you know, students up to speed on their lessons and dealing with that for the most part. Now, I, although I think it's, it's fine to offer those extra things and, and, you know, it could buy some goodwill, keep people a little extra engaged through this uh, transitional period. It's, it's not the primary thing I think you should be thinking about, though. Um, and, and I'm concerned for a lot of you guys that there's too big a focus on certain things and not a big focus on the other. So that's what I want to talk about because, I, you know, I'm already kind of moving on in a certain way and looking towards the future. So the first question I think you got to really be asking yourself right now is what is the economy going to look like when we get back to our schools? So 
the current situation, we know 100% for a fact that this is not going to last forever. So it's just a matter of how long. How long are you going to be limited to only online lessons? Is it another three weeks? Is it another month, month or two? You know, it's probably going to be somewhere in that area. Maybe we can get back into our schools to some degree in May. You know, it's not very long. Um, you know, worst case scenario, a two months. So, you know, and in the long term, things, you know, that time is going to seem like a blip, you know, a year from now. It's not going to seem the way that it feels right now. So what I'm personally much more concerned about is what that is going to look like when we open the doors and we can come back to the school. Is the economy going to be bad or is it going to be really, really bad? And, you know, I'm not the doom and gloom person. I'm certainly worried about the economy. I think there could be some positive things that come out of this economically, such as, you know, in 2008, it was kind of a slow burn, right? It, the economy didn't just shut off overnight like this one did. It, it was a slow go. But the recovery was also slower in the sense that there wasn't a light switch that could be flipped, right, in 2008. You know, it was mostly the housing crisis and, and the, you know, the way the financing for that was being done that helped contribute to the, the downturn. This is, you know, it's very clear to pinpoint here's what happened. Now, we were headed for a slowdown economically anyway. It's just nobody expected it to be like this. And, um, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm going to cover some things in here today that are things I'm working on. But, I, you know, I'm worried, of course. I'm, I'm not uh, trying to tell you to not be concerned or to think about these things. But, I'm you know, I'm going to hopefully guide you on maybe what you should be working on for the future for your business. So, um, but the, the saving grace, the thing I was going to mention is in this case, there is going to be a switch flipped at some point here in the next month or so. And it may not be flipping this, this switch. Maybe we should say it's a, a dimmer switch on your lights. And right now they're off or not actually not off. Maybe it's three quarters of the way down. The lights kind of dim. I don't think it's going to go to full brightness overnight. I don't think there's going to be a, a flip of a switch where it's like, okay, everybody back to 100% normal. I think it'll be a, a, you know, kind of a gradual, but there's going to come a day in the next month or so where they're going to go, Hey, you know what? You can go to Starbucks and sit down and have a coffee or go sit down at a restaurant. You can go back to the music school and do that one-on-one -on -one lesson and small group class. And I know me, I am going to rush out and sit down at a bar and mingle and have a drink. And I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to go to a restaurant. And I think millions and millions of people are going to rush out and do those things right away. Um, the appreciation that what people will have for certain things in life is going to be dramatic. And I think people will go do those things even if they don't have any money and they lost their job and they really shouldn't be spending money at a bar. They're going to do it. Now, uh, and then I think that that will be a slow you know, it won't be overnight, but it, it, it won't be as, as slow of a recovery in that sense as 2008. So I think there will be a 
a feel-good feeling that rushes through the country. And so potentially that mixed with just unprecedented you know, moves to try to s- save the economy, maybe it won't be horrific. I think it's going to be pretty bad for sure. But, you know, we hit 13 or 12%, I think, unemployment in 2008. And, you know, what you have to remember about that is it's the whole world doesn't end. Our whole country didn't come to a complete halt. The unemployment in the Depression, I believe, and I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, it was about 25% roughly in that area. So you do have to remember that 70, 75% of the country was still employed. So, you know, when you see movies and you read the history books about those times, you know, we, the stories are kind of only about the people that weren't working, you know? There's always people that maintain these, their jobs and, and get new jobs and things through those times. So if, if maybe unemployment is 12, 13% after this, you know, we can remember what it was like in 2008. And did you not sign up students in 2008? Did you not advertise? Did you not try to grow your business in 2008? Sure you did. So I think, though, that what you should be thinking about is planning for worst-case economy and um, being prepared for there to be 30% less people that can afford your services, especially if you're a higher priced service, um, uh, some of the high-end band schools or, um, you know, my lesson prices are getting pretty high up there, 174 for a 30-minute lesson. There's going to be a lot less people that can afford that. So I want to think about um, what is it going to look like and then what could we do in our business to still continue to grow and potentially, you know, maybe use this as a chance to enter some new businesses. You know, I want to caution you to not think that as soon as the medical threat dissipates, that everything's going to go back to normal. I don't believe that it's just going to go back to normal economically. There is going to be a slow attrition at your school. So even if today you're still doing pretty good. I mean, you know, we're after basically a month here, we're down maybe 10 or 12%, but I'm still seeing emails come in every day. And my new students I'm signing up is certainly not even coming close to matching the ones that are dropping. And a good chunk of the people that are dropping is financially related. They've already lost their job or been furloughed or they own a business and their income just completely stopped. Now, along with my bright light switch <laughs> thoughts, the other thing is there are people that are dropping just purely from the standpoint of um, we don't like online lessons and we just want to come back to the school when it's open. And hopefully we'll get a nice rush of those people coming back when they can. So that's another bright positive side. But I think what you need to think about is even if you haven't really started to lose many students yet that over the next four to six months, you know, as we enter a tougher economic situation, that reality is going to hit a lot of people. So 
um, you know, I think you really want to be thinking about that because a lot of these extra things you're doing right now, giving stuff away and, you know, and, and uh, there's nothing wrong with those things, doing things for the community, um, you know, stepping up in that way. Those are all wonderful things to do. And I'm not saying to not do those, but those aren't going to really help you save or build your business um, down the road. You should be doing those things primarily because you feel good about it and you believe that that's the right thing to do. If you truly believe that, you know, giving something away or donating to a cause if, if you're doing it for the right reasons, by all means, do that. But those things are going to kind of pass over the next few months, and we're going to be open for business, and we're going to be dealing with this tough economy. So here's a couple of things I, I think are important to think about. One is from the standpoint of marketing, um, you know, how many of you have stopped paying for any kind of advertisements right now? I definitely cut back. Primarily, I cut back on my Facebook ad for Kids Rock because I can't really take on much in new students when it comes to that right now. And I'm not going to do a crazy alteration towards that because I, that's not a business I'm looking to build online long term. That's an, you know, the power of that is an in school type of class. So I'm going to keep it going the best that I can. But, you know, a month or so from now, I can turn that ad back on and build that class back up a little bit. Um, so what I did is just changed my Google ads to be completely towards on, you know, the online lesson world. And I've got a much bigger picture of what I'm trying to do with that. Now, I wouldn't suggest doing that if you're only going to do online lessons for right now. If you're only going to do online lessons right now and then go back to your normal model, 100% back to your normal model, I don't know if I would invest any money because it takes time to get those ads dialed in and you need to build landing pages and you got to test those landing pages. I'm looking at this as a longer term play. So, <clears throat> but from a marketing standpoint, you know, in a bad economy in 2008, in the Great Depression, did everyone stop advertising or trying to build their business? No. You have to continue to try to build your business. You just want to be smart about what you're spending that money on. Do what works. Do the things that you get the biggest bang for the buck on. So if you can spend a dollar and make even a dollar and 25 cents back, well, keep spending more and more of those dollars. It's still positive revenue for you. So you got to think about those things in the right way. If you just close everything down and hope, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, hope going on out there um, and not enough action. So, you know, if you just try to sustain yourself by cutting back on every expense possible, that's not going to work. You've got to increase revenues or increase profits, uh, increase your profit margin, even if your revenue dollars are down. Can you do a higher profit margin type of thing? So what are you going to offer? To, the, to this marketplace, you know, in a depressed or recessed economy three months from now or two months from now? Are you going to offer something different that appeals to, you know, 
there might be a lot of people sitting at home on unemployment that can't spend $200 a month to come to your school, but they might be able to spend something to do online lessons or to do a membership site or something along those lines. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, this is what I think everyone should really be thinking about right now. Not, um, you know, just this little thing you've added to kind of give a little bit of value right now at your school. That's going to wear out. And if you don't have a long-term plan, you're, you're going to be in bad shape. And there are always in these opportunities, there, there's a land grab, right? And I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, but I'm going to try the best that I can. I, I can't just sit back and wait and hope that like, oh, everything's going to come back to normal and we're going to get back to the school. I have to look at this as a way to maybe make a potential land grab. And you know, restructure my business. So is this an opportunity for you to maybe restructure your school somehow to be more profitable? Like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, you know, don't fire people unnecessarily or cut pay if you don't really have to. But, you know, is there a thing, is there, are there things in your model that you were always looking back on going, God, if I were doing this all over, I totally would set up a different model. That, that is more profitable or easier to run or less stressful or whatever it might be and is now an opportunity that maybe you can make some of those kind of changes in your business to help set you up for the future. There are going to be certain schools, you know, like every music school is not going to close. You know, how many of us are going to close is, is a question and there's going to be some. For sure. And I'm going to do everything I can to not be one of those, but it's certainly a possibility. So I have two options. One is to kind of just hope it all sort of works out. The economy keeps going. My landlord works with me. We get approved for, you know, the, the, the CARES Act and all those kind of things. And I know most of you guys are trying to do, you know, all of those things that you can do. Um, you know, I, I think... You know, one thing to think about is maybe this is, I mean, it's going to cost you more, but as you start to build your business back up after this, maybe it is the time to start really thinking about doing it right and, and running your school with employees. I know that there's a lot of schools out there that didn't make that switch and now are kind of getting bit in the ass because you can't get the CARES Act. Um, the contractors have to apply on their own. Um, you can still certainly try to do a, a disaster relief loan through the SBA, but you know, I don't even know if I'm going to get approved for any of those things. We've got everything submitted, but I don't know. I got to go for it from the standpoint that we're not going to get that. And how can we sustain our business and potentially grow it through this? So I have to just think about how I can attack this thing and make it all work and stop you know, just hoping and praying that things are going to get back to normal and start thinking about, well, here's what it's going to look like. And if this is what it's going to look like, who's going to win? Who's going to win in that marketplace? All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For you Patreon supporters and Platinum Club members, the full episode will be available to you over at Patreon, and I will also email that out to all you Platinum members. And in the bonus content, I go into some details of what I'm doing in the online lesson world and membership sites and restructuring of my physical 
schools. All right, guys, talk to you next week. See ya.